So, you think you're untouchable? Wrong show. <laughs> My bad. Welcome to another edition, you know, you guys, of the Hot Files Wrestling Podcast, where your two favorite boys, Dom and Terry, are here to break down. This time, Hard to Kill, which surprisingly was a very good pay-per-view. They had some high points, some low points, but I personally say the high points outweigh the low points. Depending on which low points you're talking about, but touche. I mean, it's not worse than some of the other things we've seen in the past few weeks. That's true. And also, just to add to that, considering the injuries that took place that Saturday, yeah, it like it was a good show. Yeah. Because, I mean, Rich Swan, fam. Oof. I understand why they do this whole, you know, mini pay-per-view before pay-per-view thing, but it's like, I don't know if y'all should always use the same people. Right. Them back-to-back nights or a night off, that's tough. That's, that's how a lot of the WWE injuries happen at house shows and shit. No, like, be on TV. Like said. So, um, pay per view kicked it off with Ken Shamrock <laughs> taking on Madman Fulton. And look, I know this past week we've been hard on people coming out past their glory. But I personally have to give a pass to. Three people in particular. R-Truth, Dustin Rhodes, and Ken motherfucking Shamrock. Because this match was way better than it should have been. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Especially with the result and everything that took place, this match was way better than it should have been. Couple with the fact that Ken Shamrock could legit probably still whoop everybody at. Hey man, he's in phenomenal shape for what it, to be in what like 52, 53? Let's find out. 55. <laughs> 56 in about three weeks. In better shape than some of the damn wrestlers that's younger than him. I'm trying to tell you, man. And these niggas strikes still just as as vicious and lethal as ever. And I don't know if Madman just thought he was a punk or what. Or if he didn't grow up watching Ken Shamrock like we did. But that nigga learned to respect Ken Shamrock and everything he can do in the ring. Because some of them Kimura locks before the last one. Hey, hey Brock, um, you know. I know you used to use it, but now that's that's how you apply Kamora like my brother. Like that was you felt that pain, especially the last one. I believe they say what he actually ended up with getting his shoulder separated. Yeah. He like that's why he had to yell that he, you know what I'm saying, that he quit instead of like, you know, actually tapping out, because I mean, he couldn't. It was gone, fam. His which explains a lot because if you actually look at Ken Shamrock's face at the end of the match, she looks shocked. That is true. 
now that you say that, that does make a lot of sense. I thought he would just shock and win the match. Which is possible, but I feel like he was shocked because your reason sounds better. Yeah, your reason sounds better. So, I mean, the opening match, your thoughts? Um, it was like I said, it was solid. It was way like I said, it was way better than I thought. I actually do like Madman Fulton though. Like, he done came a long way. I will say that. So, I mean, he took the L, but just get healthy. You know, hopefully it wasn't as you know as bad as it looked, but just yeah, just just get healthy. And like you said, Ken Shamrock. I think honestly, he's one of the few that we have given a pass to, like from the beginning. Yeah, because like like for one, he's been he's literally been out there like almost every week. And at first, mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, come on. But the fact that he, you know, what I'm saying, like, decided to actually go out there and put on like actually solid quality matches, props again, Shamrock. So yeah, open the match is cool. It was a good way to start the show. Like you say, he's in fantastic shape. So it's not like yeah. out here gassing it up. Right now. So second match. Um <sighs> X Division Championship. Champion Ace Austin. Ace Austin three sixteen still stands for. I just banged your mom. Side note. How are you feeling about these damn belt designs they got now? I mean, I'm loving the fact that the red X is back. That part is fine. Um, as far as the owl imprint being all over the belt, I could do without, personally. Um, the knockouts championship, I really don't care for at all. I personally think it was better when it was on the on the white strap. But that's just me. Um, the world championship. Anthem's version of the championship just been trash and I've just come to accept it. Yeah. They, they need to go back with the one that uh AJ had in two thousand eleven, I wanna say. The kind of like the IWTV like championship. Yeah. yeah. Now that one, that one that's the championship belt. But you know. It's, yeah, they just look ashy. Like they just look dusty. You know what I'm saying? Like they looked a little bit better that night than they did in them pictures. Cause I don't think they 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 shined them up in the pictures at all. Um, oh, that was like fresh out. You know, fresh out the machine. You know what I'm saying? And just like, all right, we got to get the dust just do well. And but, you can't be taking these the pictures with these new phones with these cameras. They're gonna take nah. every blemish. And imperfection. Ace Austin took on Trey from the Rascals, and Trey's mom was ringside. Yes, she was. And your boy Trey came out aggressive from the get go because Ace been you know taking shots at his mom since pretty much day one. Yeah, ever since he won. Yeah, ever since he became number one. I'm about to say since he won that uh, battle royal or ladder match, whatever it was. And then uh, he was on commentary. You know, they had a whole treehouse segment about it. Trey told him that if you ever, you know, say my mom's name, come within spitting distance of him, I'm going to break your neck. And they fought backstage. And basically, this was receipt time. Like, I got you in this ring. I'm going to kick your ass. You want my mama? You want to take this ass with me first? Point blank, period. She worked it. 
She is. And I mean, it was a phenomenal match. Um, X Division matches to me are always awesome. I can't really just think of a bad X Division match. Not off the top of my head. Nah, I was like, not off the top of my head. Nah. If, if there is one, I'll probably black it out for a reason. So this falls up in that category as another awesome X Division match. Um, the end comes. Your boy Trey's on the top rope. Ace Austin hits uh, Hurricane Ron off the top and then hits him with a beautiful fold for the one, two, three. And then as Trey's going to the back, Ace Austin rolls outside of the ring and asks for Trey's mom, you know, go ahead and put one right here for him. And Trey comes back out and starts whooping that ass again. And then Reno Scum comes out, Rassel comes out to break him up. My thing is, though, Diz and, and, and Wentz, why y'all ain't swinging for your boy's mom? Nah, real talk, though. Like, come on, fam. Like, it ain't no holding holding you back, fam. It's like, come on, we all finna swing. Like, well, swing, we all swing. Probably because they wouldn't mind Trey's mom playing the kiss on them either. Quickest way to get one is defending her honor. You know what you write. See? Touche. So our X Division Championship match, what you think of it? I enjoyed it. In my opinion, probably one of the best matches on the card. Um, that transition into the, the Dragon Sleeper that Trey did, uh, that was that was some video game stuff right there because that was beautiful, fam. Um, I like Ace Austin as, as, you know, the triple X Division Champion, as he likes to call it. <laughs> So he's actually um, on the cool, quietly becoming one of the longest reigning X Division champions, too. So I'm cool with the recent Ace Austin run. It looks like we are going to continue to get this feud. So eventually I feel like Trey is going to end up, you know, being the one to get the belt off of him. So but as far as this match goes, it's fantastic. And, I, and he's like top three heels in the company, too. So Yeah. And – Fact that he's twenty three, like boy, got nothing but growth. The sky's the limit. I low key thought he was older than that. Nope, Ace wow. is only twenty three. Wow, the future of wrestling is just fantastic. Man. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> There's nowhere better to say it. Honestly, if you want to be honest about it, because this this guy doesn't have a legit birthday. He's either 21 or 22. But I'm going to go with 23 because everybody else said 23. Wow. So, moving on, we had our knockoff championship match. Uh, Taya Valkyrie with Johnny Bravo and Hold My Pool. Uh, taking on Jordan Grace and ODB. I'll let you go ahead and take this one. Um. So... That's fine. People call me asshole anyway. I'm going to sound like an asshole and a dick. After watching the triple threat women's match from NXT UK TakeOver, this was nowhere near that. It was was a fine match. Honestly, in my opinion, I mean, we talked about this. It would have been better if it was just a one-on-one between, you know, Jordan Grace and Taya Valkyrie, but we know that ODB was there to basically, you know, take the pin, but I mean, the match was cool. At times, it just felt, it just felt kind of off. So 
I mean, ODB, she looks straight, you know, considering, you know, it's been a while since she's been in the ring. But Taya Valkyrie did Taya Valkyrie things. And, you know, she is still your, you know, champion. That's really all I got. And I feel so bad for saying it like that. But that's that's it. That's I all mean, I got. I'll put it like this, though. For what it's worth, Sunday proved that NXT and the knockout division is probably still the top two in this division in professional wrestling right now, as far as mainstream. Yes, agreed. No matter how big of a gap it is between the two, by the way that that triple threat match showed, it's still <sighs> yeah better than that Fatal 4 where we saw a few weeks back on AEW. Oh, yeah. Better than vast majority of the main roster shit we see from WWE. Sorry, not sorry. We had Brian Cage taking on Rob Van Dam. The whole effing show. And he was accompanied to the ring by the glorious, the gorgeous, the fantastic, the beautiful, the twerking. Katie Forbes. Yes, Lord. She has fantastic abs, by the way, too. She has abs? Yeah, she yeah, she has abs. Um, damn. Um <laughs> I'll go back and watch that now. Thank you for giving me a reason to go back and watch that. I appreciate that, my good brother. Well. So basically this match never happened. Um Brian Cage just got his ad beat. RVDA did heal RVD things and basically he brutalized Brian Cage to the point to where he was no good to compete. Yeah, they did get a van terminator, which is surprising because since the whole heel RVD started outside of like the five star frog flash, he really hasn't been doing any of his old signature moves. But considering the context on what happened with the match, it, it kind of made sense. That was their way of, you know, that's, that's the excuse of, like, stopping the match. Right. Because Brian Cage did end up having, like, a torn, like, a torn peck, too. See, Cage the point, Cena, people was after the rest of the injured fam. Cena would have still been out there fighting, fam. Torn peck and all. That's because he never gives up. But, you know, so they, they go ahead, ref calls off the match. And I'm sorry, but... Don Callis is slowly but surely becoming my favorite commentator because his sound bites just are spot on. From him saying somebody could have <laughs> this fool to I don't remember what the fuck he said during this match, but oh, when he was talking during Katie Forbes and Rob Van Dam's entrance. Just go watch it. I, I, w- I won't do it no justice because I'll misquote them. Just go back and watch it. I'm, I'm glad right. you're coming around because, yeah, Don Callis. Like I said, Don Callis and Josh Matthews are fantastic. Yeah. Don Callis is amazing. Josh Matthews I'm still coming around to, but Don Callis, yeah. Right on. <laughs> Dagger came out to save, you know, or uh, to talk shit to RVD for being a Brian Cage and in turn got his ass beat in a quick match, which further established RVD Nelson's hill, which basically just what this whole segment was to establish this new side of RVD that we never got to see. 
which I'm okay with because his WWE run, he was pretty much hot. That too. But happy is what I was going to say. Mm. But, you know, they say that's one of the three signs of happy. I mean, being hot. Happy, hungry, sleepy. So, yeah. So, I'm cool with seeing this heel side. And some people don't like it. You know, the whole heel RVD. I love it, you know. He's, he's an asshole. I love him. I mean, yeah. It's just, he was an asshole in ECW. It's just now, it's just to the fullest extent. Because, like, basically, his real life is, you know. This, you know, this is him. This is like, yeah, like you said, this is basically RVD. And we got the debut of his girlfriend's girlfriend. Meet the lovely Jennifer, who also had on a matching RVD outfit. And my, my, my. Yeah, that's all you can say. RVD is one lucky son of a bitch. And I need to just live one, one day in his life. Now, I know you was really looking forward to this next match. It was for the, you know, call your shot trophy. <laughs> Kenny the trophy. My bad. Eddie Edwards took on Michael Elgin. And this is what, our second, third time seeing this in recent weeks? Second, yeah, second. I'm about to say definitely second time in like the past seven days. Yeah. So, like Tuesday on the impact. So, yeah, I want to say, uh, yeah, second. But, um... I will say that I think their first match was maybe better all around, but this match was fantastic too because, first of all, the way Michael Elgin shook off that rolling German suplex and hit him with that um, that mean running forearm, like, nah, bro, you're too big to be doing this. But um, and I feel like I say this every time I talk about this, these two fights, hard-hitting, physical, it also proves why I picked Eddie Edwards as my, you know what I'm saying, impact wrestler of the decade because, once again, man, he is fantastic. And even though he won with the most devastating move in sports entertainment, the roll-up. I'm mad at the hand motions. <laughs> it, it, it made sense in this instance, though, because, you know what I'm saying, he got hit with the buckle bomb, and then he, I don't know how to fuck, but, you know, he reversed the elegant bomb to the pin. So, as far as the match goes, I liked it. I don't want to say I love it because, you know, I'm not going to, like, go that far. But Yeah, the one Tuesday was definitely better. Yeah, the one Tuesday was there. But I like I like this match, though. You know what I'm saying? It was a good, like I said, once again, it was a good change of pace after, you know, the whole RVD, Daga, and Brian Cage. Yeah, situation. So, yeah. Um, call it what it was. Yeah. Or clusterfuck. But, I mean, that too. I'm glad Eddie definitely picked up the win this go-around because – he couldn't. He couldn't have racked up too nah. many more L's, and I didn't want him to lose his trophy. Me neither, bro. Because I don't. I don't know when he's gonna call his shot or what <laughs> belt he's gonna go for. But honestly, right now the world is his oyster. Nah, seriously. What if we, what if we got the wolves back? Especially, ooh, especially considering we don't know how long Rich Swan gonna be out, mm-hmm. so we can't gauge how that's gonna. Exactly. I wouldn't be mad to, for the eighth division title. So Austin versus Eddie Edwards. 
Now that could be wonderful. Moose versus Ryan. <laughs> so first, similar to the opening match, this match was better than I expected it to be. I will start there. Um, shout out to Moose for you know the Macho Man gear and everything. Oh yeah. Dig it. But <laughs> Right now on that other list. I'm sorry. I try to give him a pass because you know he lost weight and everything. But after this whole last WWE run with Heath Slater, it's hard for me to take him serious. And the match was good. I, I really ain't got nothing to say about it. Moose won with the you know no Jack Hammer need the spear. Rough bump for uh, Rhino was about to gore Moose through the table, but Moose pulled the ref in between them, so the ref took the majority of it. He pulled a Nino Brown in New Jack City. Like, he pulled that little girl, like, now, fam. (laughs) So, I'm saying, so you saying you wouldn't do the same thing? Yeah, I would have. Exactly. You the mayor of FTK. Exactly. Probably alley oop and everything. So, I mean, your thoughts on the match? I mean, besides that ugly ass elbow drop, Moose delivered out the top rope. That's 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 it. That's all I got. Bailey been out here doing it for the past two years, and y'all let her get away with it. But at least she's like actually been like elbow dropping them, like scoring the chest for the most part. First of all, Moose didn't get no air. Un- you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't get no air whatsoever. You defended Tommy Dreamer for selling a kick to the chest as a super kick. I just did that to piss you off. <laughs> so we had our Impact Tag Team Championship match. You had the North taking on Willie Mack. Supposed to be Willie Mack and Rich Swan, but Rich Swan's hurt. So it was a two-on-one, basically, handicap match for the Impact World Championship. And to say it was a handicap match, it was a fantastic match. Um, Willie Mack really held his own against the top tag team division in Impact Wrestling. You lost the Lucha Bros and you lost LAX. And the North stepped up and stepped up phenomenally. All ego Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Hats off. Um... My only thing is, I need this Donner Brothers headgear to, to go. But <laughs> other than this, I loved it. Uh, they had some double team moves that was fantastic. I, I really don't know what to call it, so I'm just going to keep calling it the double uh, style clash they hit on Willie Mack. Um, this nigga in the six star frog splash. He too big to find off the top rope. He too big to be doing standing moonsaults. Hey man, return of the Mac fam. So I mean, I I love the tag team handicap match. I can't call it a, a regular tag team match because you know it was two on one. Uh, it was filled with spots. I kind of wish Rich didn't get hurt so we could have seen the full. Story that they had to tell, but 
with the fact that they had to rewrite the whole match pretty much in 24 hours to change it from a two-on-two to a handicap match and still get the point across. I'm a-okay with what, what we received. Bruh, that Canadian destroyer that Willie Mac hit off the top rope? Oh, you, you, you talking about the one that I called the Ultra Super Canadian destroyer? Yeah. They, they called it Super Super, and that's dope. If this if this was Marvel vs. Capcom, that was a super hyper ultra combo finish right there, because that you talking about he too, you know what I'm saying, to be doing what he's doing now. That and the fact that it was so pit perfect, fam, like in that tiny ass impact ring. It was yeah, that I will say about this match, they did a fantastic job of actually making you believe that Willie Mac could probably actually do this. Because after like after that, and like the six star frog splash, if Ethan Page didn't pull the ref out the ring, man, he would have, you know, he would have got the dub for his boys. But yeah, and with the sympathy factor, I really thought that they may have gave it to him. Which also, my question to you is: If Rich One did get hurt, you think they would have went ahead and um, pulled the trigger and got the got the titles? I don't see why not. Because if you kind of like, you know, the, the story with like, like Willie Mack and stuff is feel like he's been letting Rich Swan down. So I feel like this would have been the perfect time to like give him the belts, you know, to kind of be like, see, you know, we good, fam. But either there to split them up. Either or. But I mean, and I mean, with the way that the night flow as far as like titles changing hands, I could have seen it happening there. True. Whew. Titles changing hands. Perfect segue, right? Yeah, it definitely was. So, moving on to our main event, which was for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. You had the draw, the death machine, the nastiest nigga known to man, Sammy Callahan taking on Tessa Blanchard. Look, I'm an asshole, so the joke came to mind. Let's go ahead and get the elephant out the room now. Before we even get to the match. 